שלום וברכה, ברוך השם, משלב בזכות הרב רבי שמעון בר יוחאי, be with us, stand with us, בעזרת השם. Just we should give a chizuk, something that happened not this year, but many years ago. I did a siyum on Masachet Shabbat on Lag Bomer. And the siyum took me seven years to finish Masachet Shabbat. Why it took seven years? Because at the time I was working my, you know what, off. I was working hard and I had no time to learn. I had to learn while transportation, while driving, while, while uh, by going on the bus. So I didn't have time to learn in a baby midrash like a normal person. I had to cop here and there. And when I had a chance to be a baby midrash, it was like 15 minutes. Okay, Gemara, 15 minutes of Gemara, 10 minutes of Gemara. People say to me, it's ridiculous. You don't even get into the Gemara after five, 10 minutes, right? And that's all I had. So it took seven years. Unlike Balmer, we drove with a group of, uh, of Americans, Syrian Jews, Syrian breastlivers, students of Rav Michal Dorfman and Rav Moshe Borstein. So we went together and the driver, he was going super slow. He couldn't, he was like a new driver. We had like a minivan and he was pressing on the gas, but it wasn't going so fast. And I said to myself, this is great for me because I had three more pages of Gemara to finish. And I was desperate to finish before like Balmer. So we're driving, everyone's upset at the driver that he's going slow and slow. I'm the only one happy, but I don't say it. I'm just, I want to finish the Gemaras. And then by accident, the, the driver, he went from, you know, Sasa, Safsufa, from the north. So by accident, he didn't know where he was going. He didn't get to Meron. He went into Gush Chalav. <laughs> he went to Gush Chalav and it went inside, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Christian and a Arab and Druzi uh, village. It's all mixed. So, uh, so you know, we see the big uh, uh, fluorescent crosses, Shativayim. Everyone's upset at the driver. This is not Meron, the Americans. What did you do? And he said, doesn't know. And in the meantime, I'm happy. They wanted to dub in Mincha. You know, they wanted to dub in, uh, they, we dub in Mincha before. We were, we were anxious that they would get there for Mincha. We got to Mamish, to Meron, right at the beginning of the Shkia. So we quickly got off. We had a quick minyan for, for Mariv. And then whatever, for, for, for Mincha and then for Mariv. And then we said, okay, we have like one hour, two hours. And that's how these people are like that. Not too much time in Meron. Whatever. So I brought with me, I finally, I, we got there. As we got there, I finished the Gemara. I finished Masach uh, Shabbat. I was so relieved. I did all these Ikuvim, all these Miniot, was so I can finish the Gemara. So I'm looking for a place, a nice place to do the seal. It wasn't like today, I mean, in better years, not, not this year, and not the last year, and not the year before, but in better years, when there's the hundreds of thousands of people, so you can, bar you can barely move, you have to know where to go. But back then, I'm talking about at least 15 years ago, whatever. It was room, it was flexibility. So I went to the side of the building of Rabbi Shimon. And there's there's like a, a wall at the level of the waist. And I seen an empty space. Next to the empty space, there was an old Yushami <coughs> Hasid, whatever man, where he has the black Yushami hat, white beard, and a cane sitting down. Looked very respectable, very respectable. And uh, I and asked him, Can I do a seal here? He says, Avandai, Rabboisai, see you. He started screaming, Rabboisai, see you. And all of a sudden, people came. And I'm doing the see I'm doing the Gemara. And this Rav, off by heart, is saying word for word with me of the Gemara. Okay? And, and then he was happy, he said, Mazatov, Nu, Kaddish. So I did the Kaddish, Yitkada, whatever. And all the additional parts he was saying with me together. Why <laughs> nuts? What is this? He's saying the, he's saying the Hadran with me. Okay? So we finished, mazel tov, we cut the cakes, whatever. He said to me like this, 
I've been coming here many, many, many years, and I've never seen a seum here. I've never seen a seum in Meron, unlike Baumer. <laughs> Fine, so I asked people, who do you think this is? They said, this must have been Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. He was dressed, yeah, this man, I don't know who he was. He looked very like, you know, like a malach. He looked like a mamash tzaddik, this guy. Who knows who he was? But it was a big, it was a good feeling. Because again, it wasn't a regular scene. It took seven years, seven years to finish Shammah Shabbat. That was a killer. It was a killer. You know, many people told me, just drop it already. Stop, you know. And I was saying to myself, you're never going to finish. You're going so slow and this and that. But I didn't give up seven years to finish Shammah Shabbat. It was a killer. Bo Hashem. So we have this school of Rabbi Shimon stand by us. It was a big thing. For those who got there, it was a big school. For those who tried to get there, it was a big school. For those who did it, bigger. If you want to say, I don't know, bigger. I'm not, I'm not the judge. And those who didn't get there at all, they should, it should be, it's a schut also that at least you, you, you care about the idea and you believe in it, Mizat Hashem. One guy wrote to me, why kill yourself and do the hassle? You know, you have to wait in line and in the sun, it's a tashlep. The answer is that that's the whole thing. This is the Mesir Nefesh you need to go to, to be by Tzadik. It's required. This is a requirement. He's in lesson 66. Rabbi Nachman Rabbeinu says that traveling to Tzadik is an item that your whole Yiddish kind is dependent upon. We'll tell it to the lit back, so those, those smack you. They say, what? <laughs> what? When the world? But he says, this is the one Yisod that everything else is dependent upon. Okay, we're going to continue. We're still in Sif Gimel. Sif Gimel. Okay, I can't leave this puzzle. This puzzle that we did last week is so deep. Let's, look, let's take a look at this puzzle again for just a, one, a few more one more insight, okay? Zebechinat, right towards the end of Sid Gimel, lesson Likutimuran, lesson 24, paragraph number three, okay? He says We're not gonna go into this one, it's so many times already. So many times, right? This idea that he's saying in, in, in Psalm 37, the, the psalmist is saying, the God. The Torah of his Lord is in his heart. It's referring to David HaMelech, right? Which Rabbeinu interprets when you do the mitzvot with joy. So Torah Talokav is the mitzvot. Belibo is, is the proof that it's with joy. Because you, you gave simcha in my heart. So the term in the heart connotes joy. As opposed to, I said again and again, Elibo. Elibo is distance to the heart. In the heart and to the heart is, is two like destinations. Going to the heart, and then it's in the heart already. In the heart is where the joy is already. So through joy in the heart, by doing the mitzvah with joy, the mitzvah goes to walk and arouse. And then Rabbeinu brings a second pasuk, which always the question is, why does he bring a second proof to the same idea? And and also this is the same this idea of another verse, Psalm 68. Right, we said the verse many times already. Right? The Jews at the, at the Red Sea, they saw your walkings, my Lord. The walkings of Keli, the walkings of my, my God, who's the king, Malki, Bakodesh is in holiness. And we said, Rabbein interprets the verse like this. He breaks up Halichot Keli and Malki Bakodesh separate. Really, the pshat is halichot keli malki kama bakodesh. Rabbi Nachman's not reading it like that. He's reading it halichot keli is because of malki bakodesh. Kishem alim malchut letocha kedusha. When you elevate 
the Malchut into holiness, which is the, the last words of the Pasuk, Malki Bakodesh. In other words, when you succeed in doing the mitzvot of joy, and by doing the mitzvot of joy, you elevate, number one, the Malchut, number two, the Shechina, number three, holiness, sorry, number two, number three, the, the, the again, the Malchut, the Mitzvah, and the Shechina, all those are interrelated, and there's even more terms, you elevate them into holiness by doing the mitzvah of joy, so that's Malki Bakodesh. So then he, the mitzvah that you just did now of joy, its energy goes up a level. He malbeshet, it enclothes. It becomes a garment to halichot keli. What's halichot keli? So interpret halichot as plural. It's, halichot means the walkings. It's in plural. So you don't walk with one leg, you walk with two legs. And in the sphera course correlation, the corresponding of the, of the spirit to the parts of the physical body, but it's referring to levels of representation in, in heaven. So halichot is netzach and hot. Keli, we saw in the charts of, of divine names and what they correspond to. Keli also refers to yesod, okay? So halichot is netzach hot, which is yesod, and, and, and Eli is yesod. So the mitzvah dresses up halichot keli, netzach hot yesod, which means what? By dressing up the areas, it's called in, in fancy English, he says here, the ambulatory organs, the organs of walking, the legs, they're called ambulatory organs. So dresses up, and why? What's Naftamina? To walk, to go, and to arouse all the things in the creation back to Hashem. So your mitzvah wakes you up. We had something finally happen in there. I have to bring this up because it's connected. The way to subdue your enemies is with joy. Okay, that's, that's the main theme of this lesson. The main way to subdue the Eid, the Kripas, is you have to be the Simcha. So we had many times, you know how it is in Meron, this year especially, there were many barriers. And like Baumer, you had barriers and barriers. They, they, had, they had two roots. They had what's called the Mahajin roots, which is for men only. And that the general root were also people, there were men and women on the side, and they were telling us, don't take the Mahajin root. The police made it difficult for the Mahajin root, but they kept on stopping, another, another stopping, another Mahsom, another stopping and stopping and stopping. It was like, why are they stopping? Because there's too many people on top. It was all bogus, because afterwards, at, at, uh, in the afternoon, they knocked down, the, the front people knocked down the boundaries. They went in, not one person died, not one person choked, not one person fixed. And the front people themselves, they organized the traffic. Okay, guys, please keep on moving, kiss the camera and go. No police involved, no hitting, no smacks. People, were, there was a lot of what's called shituf pilda. We had a machsom on the, when we got up the, mount, the hill to Rabbi Shimon. So there was the first machsom. I went on the regular route. So that the men were standing here. The police were with their, what's it called in English? The boundaries, the, 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 the fences, that, barricades that they put. I think that's a good word. And the women were here. So there were much more women than men because this is their route mainly. There's, the men should go on the Mahajri normally, right? So much more women. They let them in once. And we're oh, assuming you can't talk to the police. You, they get, we're soon, soon, soon. Yeah, another five minutes, soon, soon, soon. So we're waiting, we're waiting. And it's burning hot sun. There was fathers, they brought their kids for the Chalaka. So there's one father for cute... Uh, a cute boy and the air police, they were so happy they were taking pictures of the, of the, of the cute boy. But and in the meantime, he's saying the father is schwitzing and everything and the son, let him go in. No, no, orders, no, 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 okay? The women gather up more, more and more women. They let the women a second time. The men started getting upset. You know, some men started, you know, what is this? And arguments and this, there was no fighting though. One guy was smart. One Yerushalmi guy was smart. Instead of fighting with, you know, just you're waiting there, and you're eating your kishkas while waiting because of the anger, doesn't help. 
because you're in a bad mood and it's hot and you just you're so anxious you want to go already and the police are standing there and the people they pay the guards there to, to stand there one guy was smart he started singing and everybody started singing because that's the best thing to do especially what he says here that simcha is machnia the dinim it's, it mitigates judgments it opens the doors so he's saying bar yochai still nothing so he's saying also the second song and finish that and the, the people wanted to sing more, and then they let us in. Yalla, we let in and we went through. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Stop singing and get in. That's how, this the, the theme of this lesson. When you're going through a stressful situation, if you get upset, it's going to make it worse. What to do? Simcha. Fight back. We spoke about this last week also, but here it's like much more, uh, here's an example that just happened, right? So when, when you deal with, this, with your situations with joy, again, that's not easy. Because you're this, that, and everything. It's a training of the mind. But the training of the mind requires a lot of siyat If you don't know, siyat adishmai, it won't work. You need to remember certain things in order not to get angry. For that, you need a schut, okay? So that's hinted to watch in Halichot Kelly. So he says here, you elevate the mitzvah now to the level of the legs so they can wake up everybody. Okay? So based on what you're saying here, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbeinu, Halichot, I understand. Because what walks, what moves? The right leg, the left leg. In the sirot, mitzah and hood. Why do you need your sot? What does the reproductive organ or, you know, the genital organ have to do with halichot? Halichot is the legs. So it's the legs. It's netzach and hood. Why does he throw in here your sot? What does your sot, the sphere of your sot, have to do with the, the, the ability to walk? And in our context, to spread the mitzvah's light to everybody. What, what, is it, what does it have to do? What in the world is Yesod having to do here, right? Halichot, I understand. Why do I need Bichal Keli? Why do I need Keli? You want to say it's like the, the, it's the peula, it's the activity of walking. Now, now the mitzvah has feet. Your mitzvah that you're doing with joy goes up a level. It has feet to walk, meaning what? Your mitzvah now can penetrate other people and get people to wake up. Great, that's the feet. Why are you throwing in Yisod? Why do I need Yisod for this? That's the whole thing. It says, Halichot Avkeli. Right? Yisod is in between Netzach and Od. What is Yisod? Yisod is the beat, right? The covenant, which represents the sexual purity. And it refers to the Tzadik. Okay? Halichot Keli. Keli means the Kel. It can mean like this. The Pasuk, the Pshat of the Pasuk is... The walkings, the going of my God, okay, the going of my God. So that's halichot keli, the halichot of keli. It can also mean the halichot of the kel that's within me. Remember the Gemara Chazal Rashi, kel Yaakov, right? But he called Vaikra, that, that, that he's called, Yaakov is called kel. Do you remember this Gemara in the Midrash? That Hashem gave permission for Yaakov to be called kel. That's scary. What's going on? There's only one Hashem. But Hashem, Rashi brings us down, it's a Gemara, it's a Midrash, that Yaakov reached such a, Yaakov reached a level of Shmatabrit, all-inclusive. The 12 tribes came from him. His Mita Haita Shlema, right? When it says about Reuven, Reshit Oni. Reuven was Yaakov Avinu's first drop. He had no Zera uh, Levatala, he had no, uh, what's it called, Mikre uh, Laila. Uh, he had no nocturnal emission, nothing. Yaakov went to the age of 80-something, right? 87? How old was Yaakov when Ruben was born? 
80 something, not 70 something. It was already 80 something. And, and, and Yaakov was able to say, Reuven is my, my first son. He's Reshit Oni. He's the first of my, my Zerah. He's the first, uh, first offspring. And from where we learned that Yaakov you know, had a level of Shemir Tabrit. Fine, Yosef is the big representation of your son because he went to a test in that area with Potiphar's wife and he passed the test. And Yaakov worked on himself, not necessarily with a big test, but he reached, because Yaakov represents Tiferet. Tiferet is above Yesod. And Yesod receives from Tiferet. The, the Gemara says in Masachet Sota, age 36b, Lamed Bar Lamud Bet, that it was fitting that 12 sons come out of Yosef HaTzadik, just like Yaakov Avinu. Because it says, Ele Toldot Yaakov Yosef. These are the Toldot of Yaakov, comma, Yosef. So the Gemara says, what does it mean, Ele Toldot Yaakov Yosef? Whatever happened, Yaakov and, Yaakov and Yosef are the considered one. Meaning, what happens to Yaakov Avinu happens to Yosef HaTzadik. So just as Yaakov Avinu had 12 sons, Yosef was supposed to have 12 sons. Why didn't Yosef have 12 sons? We're going off a little because this is amazing. The Gemara says like this. Yosef was supposed to have 12 sons. In, this, in the end, he had two sons. What happened? How come they, they haven't decided two instead of 12? Because when, it says in the Gemara there, unbelievable. When Potiphar's wife wanted to seduce him. So it says a few things, okay? And Rabbein is going to bring this pasuk coming up. Midei avir Yaakov, right? Misham ro'en even Yisrael. The pasuk coming up in, in paragraph four. At the beginning of the Pasuk is Vateshev Eitan Kashto. This is unbelievable what the Gemara says. That Yosef was being so tempted to be with her, Potiphar's wife, and to have a, an emission. And then he saw the image of his father, Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu, the image said, it said to him, you know, be careful. If you do this, you're going to lose your place on the, 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 on the breastplate of Aaron Akon, of the Kohen Gadol, you're not going to have a stone. Okay, so that gave him the strength, because of the Abirut, Rashi translates, Abir, Abiruto Shel Yaakov, from the hands of the Abirut of Yaakov. So Yaakov, the Gemara says, he stuck his 10 fingers in the earth, like, you know, exercise, people, some people do that. And when they do push-ups, they, they, some people, they do the push-ups on all 10 fingers. It's a killer. When you do that, all the pressures on the nails and the tip, the tip of the finger, you know, it kills. So the pain, the Gemara says, he did that purposely. So the pain in his fingers should take him away from the sexual excitement that he was having with Potiphar's wife. Don't forget, Potiphar's wife, the Gemara says, was very beautiful. She wasn't an ugly woman. An ugly woman to test. It's because she was very beautiful that he had a big test, okay? So the Gemara also says that he strengthened himself so much that 10 drops of the zera came out of his 10 fingers. Okay. There's many in the first, so you can't take it literally. The Benishai commentary, he says, yes, according to the sword, it is taken literally, that somehow the, the seed that was supposed to come out, and it would be forbidden if it came out from the genital organ, it came out a different way, which means there's no ta'ava. The time that there's zero levatal as a blemish is that when it's associated with a thought and there's excitement. And excitement takes place in that area of the breath, of the genital or reproductive organ. But when there's coming out from anywhere, anywhere else in the body, there's no excitement. So he wasn't punished for that, Yaakov of Yosef, Yosef Atzadi. There's 10 drops corresponding to the 10 other sons that he was supposed to have, but he didn't because he lost those 10 drops. He wasn't punished, but the Gemara says he could have, was supposed to have 12, but instead we give him two, 
the 10, were those 10 drops that came out of his fingers. Unbelievable, okay? It's coming, we're going to go more into this when we get to the actual Pasuk, Midah Yaakov. But here, Rabbeinu is hinting to happen. It's amazing. Nikut Imran is so scary. When Rabbeinu brings a Pasuk earlier, okay? And then later, in the next paragraph, you can start making connections between the ideas of one Pasuk and a later Pasuk. And here's an amazing example. Halichot Keli. Keli is referring to the tzaddik, tzaddik within me. And in our context, that is, since he brings himself coming up, the next paragraph, Mide Avir Yaakov, Rabbi Nachman himself mentions the name Yaakov, and the Gemara, you see, and when Rabbeinu brings the Pasuk, he assumes, you know, all the Gemara, the Midrash, the Zohar on that Pasuk. And this is a very clear Gemara Masachat Sota on this Pasuk, that Avir Yaakov, it was the image of Yaakov that saved Yosef. Rabbi Nachman goes into this, by the way, in Sichot Aran, it's also in the Timuran, that it's something you can understand how a person is about to do Navera. And from Shemaim, they help a person, like in the case. Yosef, Yosef didn't see the image of his father. Would he do the sin? not. So Rabbi Nachman says, this is something unbelievable. From Shemaim, they help a person. But here, what was the format of the help? It came in the image of Yaakov Avinu. And who's Yaakov Avinu? In the context of Yosef HaTzadik, he's his tzadik. Who's the tzadik? Yosef HaTzadik is like our tzadik. He's called Yosef HaTzadik. And who was Yosef HaTzadik's tzadik when it came to his test? Because he also needed a tzaddik in his life. The tzaddik in Yosef's life was his father, Yaakov Avinu. Okay? So here, halichot keli, keli is referring to the tzaddik. Okay? So that means halichot is the legs. Keli is the yesod, which is the idea of the tzaddik. What in the world does this have to do with the mitzvah walking? The, the original question that we have. We just said now, halichot keli, I understand halichot. The word keli doesn't seem to be a part of this idea here. And yet it is, because here, Rabbeinu is hinting to something very important. You want your mitzvah to have movement. You want your mitzvah to move. Fine, you're doing the mitzvah the simcha. There's another condition needed. What's that the condition? You need keli. You need a tzaddik in your life. Again, it goes back to this thing. You need, on one hand, you need shmerat abrit, okay? Like Rav Nosen says, if you don't have the Shemir Tabrit, so you're finished? My, in other words, how can I do Mitzvah B'Simcha, a person, person who's very blemished in this area, he has sexual blemishes. So start saying, if I'm so blemished, my Mitzvot won't have any power, even though I do that as much Simcha as I can, they won't go and move, because look at me, look how blemished I am. Who says that my Mitzvah, even after everything I've done in my life, will have momentum and movement to change the world? This I can understand for someone who's, who's a Kel, like Yaakov Avinu or Yosef Atzadik, people are up there, you know, they can do this. But little me, all the garbage I'm going through every day that I continue to do and I, I can't get out and I'm stuck and I want to be a better person, but it's just not happening for days and weeks and months and years. I'm not getting anywhere, right? Uh-oh, I lost my battery. Come on. I don't know what to do. How could it be that, that my mitzvah can move? So if Nelson says this many times, if you and yourself are not a tzaddik, then you need more than anybody else to attach yourself to a tzaddik. Okay? It's like in the Mishnah. There's a Mishnah, I think, in Uqsin. In the laws of Tuma and Tahara, if now there's an item which is Tahor, and there's a Tuma which is smaller, and it's connected to this item, the Tahor item transforms the Tameh because it's like smaller than a Kadadasha or whatever. It's smaller than the minimum amount. Okay, and it's connected to something which is big time tahor, 
The tahor, the, the pure item, transforms the impure item to become also tahor. Even though in itself, if I separate it, the tame item is still tame. But because it's attached to a bigger item, which is tahor, it becomes automatically, okay? So as bad as I am, as, 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 as blemished a person thinks he is, and thinks it's big, but always mida tova meruba, the good always has the upper hand. Compared to how bad I am, I know that there are big time tzaddikim, but compared to their holiness and their greatness, my bad is like this big. The tzaddik in himself, whoa, is humongous, okay? I did bad things, but does it come to diminish the greatness of the tzaddik just because a person did bad? Does he have the right to say, ah, tzaddikim can't help me, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai can't help me, I'm a lost case, Rabbi Nachman can't help me, all these big tzaddik, they can't help me. No, that's a pramenemunat chachamin, the opposite. These tzaddikim, that's the whole thing, is that they're very big. You know, how big are they? They themselves tell us their greatness. We went into this once. Ya'alel chazar. Ve'lopicha. I don't think we mentioned this. It's an amazing Gemara uh, and Zohar on this pasuk. Ya'alel chazar ve'lopicha. It's a pasuk in Mishlein. But someone else should praise you and not your own mouth. Ya'alel chazar. Someone who's zar. Should praise you. Ve'lopicha. Lemay nafkamin. What is this for? When a Tamit Chacham comes to a new city, it's, you know, and they know him. So he shouldn't say, you know, I'm a big shot, I'm a big top, I'm a big big shot, I'm a big rav and everything. No. Let other people who don't know about his greatness, you know about Tafet you know about this rav, he's unbelievable. Let other people talk about you, but don't talk about yourself. However, what if you come to a place where nobody knows you, this rav, and if you don't tell them who you are, they're going to mistreat you. The famous story of the Orachim, right? It's like a associated with Parashat Bechukotai. That he came to a place and the Rav was giving 42 explanations with Ruach HaKodesh and he said all these interpretations come from the Orachim HaKodesh. It's a whole story, right? People know more or less the story that the Orachim revealed 42 interpretations and this Rav that the, 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 the Orachim was on was called a self-imposed Galut. He did it purposely as an atonement for something he did that he, he would go to a place where no one knows him and to, to be insulted and treated like a regular person even though he was a big tzaddik. So when the Rav was saying on that Shabbat, the Rav Friday night gave some chidushim from the Orachim of the 42, Shabbat day from the 42 chidushim, and then Sadash Lishit. And every time he went to speak, and he said, all this is from Rav Chaim ben Atar, the Orachim HaKadosh. The Orachim himself would get up, ah, he's not a Rav, he's a nobody. They were so upset, the people, they like, they, they even hit him and threw him out. He did it purposely, right? And afterwards, you know, there was the whole story of Motzi Shabbat Havdalah, that we, the, the Malachi Chabala can't do their damage. They can't go back to whatever, Geinam, or to punish the people from Geinam until the Orachim does Havdalah. <laughs> so it became revealed that he's the Orachim Makadosh, right? So those are cases where a tzaddik does purposely what's called a self-imposed Galut. Fine. But normally, <clears throat> a Rav, I'm somewhere, Yadel Chazar, fine, someone else should praise you. Velo, comma, and if there's nobody there who knows who you are, Picha, the Rav himself, the Tzaddik himself, has to make himself known. So they say about how could Rabbi Nachman, for example, how could Rabbi Shimon in the Zohar? Rabbi Shimon in the Zohar is not just like a burst of thing. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in the Zohar and many Tanaim and Amoraim in the Gemara, they praise themselves. Remember, there's one Tana, so he said, don't say that there's no more humility because I'm still here. <laughs> don't say when this Rav passed away, then there was no more humble people. So one Rav, I think of Rabbi Yosef, I think he said, don't say that, I'm still here. <laughs> you say humility, and I'm still here, right? And also, Moshe Rabbeinu writes the Pasuk in the Torah, Ba'ish Moshe, Anav Bikol Adam, Ashur Pin Adama. 
Moshe Rabbeinu was the humblest person in the, in, the, in the world. Who's writing the verse? Fine, Hashem is dictating to Moshe Rabbeinu. But if Moshe Rabbeinu, you're so humble, how could you accept to write this pasuk about yourself? You can say, no, Hashem is telling me to do it. But it goes against what we understand as humility, okay? And so too, Rabbi Nachman and, the, and Rabbi Shimon and the Zohar, Rabbi Nachman also, they speak about their own greatness themselves. Why? Because in this world, people have to know about their greatness. Ya'alel Chazar, that somebody else praise them. But people in this world don't know about the greatness of the tzaddikim. The law, they don't know. So picha, the, the tzaddik has to tell about his greatness. Why? So that you, as low as you feel about yourself, as broken you feel about yourself, as devastated and finished and burnished you feel about yourself, and what I did is terrible, you know? Oh my God, finished everything. But compared to the greatness of the tzaddikim, it's still super tiny. The tzaddik's greatness is untouched because of what you did. What you did is minuscule damage compared to the greatest of the It doesn't come to diminish it. Just because you did bad things, don't say, hey, no one can help me, no one, and this, no tzaddik can help me, I'm a lost case. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's the test, by the way. Okay? So here also, halichot is when there's keli. Halicha, for the mitzvah to have, what's it called, proportions and power to get the world back to Hashem, you need what's called Eli. Okay, you need Yesod. Now I understand, why is Yesod doing here? Netzach and Hod, I understand, those are the legs. Those correspond to the legs, meaning the mitzvah moves, it moves, it gets people to wake up on condition that it's Keli. It's connected, it's Netzach, Hod, and Yesod. It's amazing, we're talking about this in the week of Yesod. This is the week of Yesod, it's Svet Omer. We're coming up, Yesod of Yesod. The Yesod is to strengthen the idea of the Tzadik. Rabbi Shimon, Hod Shebehod, yes. He's the, he's the, he leads the way to Hod But this, it's for, it's now get connecting to the week of Yesod, that we should have a tzaddik in our life. Going back to what we said, you can be very low. But if you are attached to a tzaddik, so like Rav Nassim says, it's compared to a nanas, anak. You have a giant, I'm a midget. I, I from myself, my perspective, I'm a little guy, I'm a midget. But where am I? I'm positioned on top of, on the shoulders of a giant. So you would put, when you put a midget on top of a giant, he's taller than everybody else now. <laughs> in himself, he's a midget. Put him on the floor, I'm a midget. You know, I'm a tiny guy. I'm, but I'm a nanas al-gabe anak. Rabbi writes this in his introduction to the Kut al-Achot. How does he have the audacity to write his chidushim? This is because he's like a nanas al-gabe anak. If these were my chidushim, Rabbi Nassim writes in the beginning of the Kut al-Achot. If these were my insights, I'm a tiny guy. But because I, I, I have the chutzpah of holiness, the audacity to, to speak and write down these chidushim, and he says, neged melachim velo evosh, and I will even you know, uh, proclaim it, I won't regret everything I'm writing in these books, because everything emanates from the tzadik that I'm connected to, the nachal noveya mekochumar rabbi nachman. Okay, that's what Nelson said in his introduction to Mikut HaLakot, and then he uses this term, I'm like a midget on top of a giant. So a person in himself, can be tiny. Okay, where's your hope? Your hope is that you have keli. You have a tzaddik, yisod, in your life. So now, whatever you do, it's connected to the tzaddik. You can do bad things, okay, but the tzaddik's greatness can wipe it off. There's a scary statement in Chaim Moharan. Most people shouldn't know about it, but, uh, but it's written down. Right? That Rabbi Nachman said, as damaging as Lashon Hara is, you know, when, you, when Lashon Hara is spoken, causes damage also to the person listening to it. Not just the person saying it. What can you do if now someone all of a sudden spoke Lashon in front of you? What can you do now? 
right? So Menachman says in Chaim Moran that even if someone, someone were to speak the Shonara in front of me, it wouldn't, I, it, it, would, it would stop the damage. In my presence, and there was Lashonara, it would cut it. So he said, but, but that doesn't give you a permission to speak Lashonara in front of me, even though I have the ability to cut it from doing the damage of the, the Mechabel, the person who's hearing the Lashonara, there's the Mesafer and the Mechabel, he can stop it, so it doesn't give you permission to, 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 to say it in front of me. What's the point again, is that even if you do something damaging, okay, you regret it, you're sincere. The tzaddik won't allow people who are not sincere to touch them. Eventually, you would drift off. Someone who has insincerity and he says, I can do what I want because I have a tzaddik. I can do what I want because I go to Uman Rosh Hashanah every year and I go to like Bomber by Rishimu. I can do what I want. It doesn't work. The person stays like that with his haughtiness and his gava, eventually, it just it drifts off. To be close to a tzaddik, you need hachna'a, keli. Keli, it's my, it's my, my kel, the kel within me, meaning the tzaddikim who I receive from, I'm bent to them. I accept them. I thought like I, oh, this, you, someone who's Baal Gaiva, you can't, you know, Rav Nussin once explained the Mishnah, I think it's this week. We, tell me if we, no, we saw it already, we saw it already. Hakina, was it Kina or Sina? Kina ta'ava v'kavod motzin et adam in ha'olam. That's the Mishnah, did I say it right? Kina ta'ava and kavod. The, the, the Tana says like this. Kina, jealousy, lust, desires, and the, 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 the search for honor, they take a person out of this world, and destroy a person. So Wilson says like this, if a person has kina, okay, his jealousy, like how he has like that, I don't have like this, and he's so much and I like that, and it's eating the person up, they still go for such a person. If a person has kina and ta'ava, he has, he has, he likes eating, and likes eating garbage things and everything, and also he has jealousy, such a person still has hope. If now, however, after a person has kina and ta'ava, and he still wants honor, the combination of Muslim interprets the Mishnah, the combination of all three, kina, ta'ava, and kavod, that takes a person out of this world. Okay? Unbelievable. So we finished up. Okay, let's finish the So we went into this. We'll stop here. We'll continue, God willing, in the next class on the Siv Dalit. We should be zokhet to have a keli, a keli. Then we the tzaddik within. The tzaddik within you is a tzaddik you're connected to, Bezot Hashem. That's basically keli, the Yaakov. Yaakov, that's with keli, within me. Okay, my tzaddik point, my pintle tzaddik, and the tzaddik that I'm attached to. Then I have halichot. The halichot, my mitzvah has movement. That I do a mitzvah and I feel down, okay. But you have a mitzvah and you're connected to tzaddikim, okay? And because of that, you have such simcha, that gives you, that gives the momentum, the thrust to your mitzvah to move on because of Okay, shkorach.